0: Log Talk Radio. Thank you for subscribing to 28 Days of Glory, daily segments of biblical principles taught by the Right Reverend Levon and Reverend Selena Breeland. Good evening. Thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. Um, We are on live. We are in 28 Days of Glory, and we're continuing our study of the Word of God. Tonight, we're going to study the Book of Hebrews. And I believe you're going to get a lot out of tonight's lesson, so get your notebooks out and take as much notes as you can as we are on live spread the word. um, that we're continuing all the way to the end of um, February, the systematic teaching of the word of God. Amen. All right. Well, let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. Just the authority of your word that gives us confidence to approach your words, Father, to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide. to so give me clear articulation of speech and the liberation of God, as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do, and Lord, the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, everything that shall be accomplished and shall be revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. And amen again. We're studying the book of Hebrews, and I believe we're going to get a lot out of tonight's lesson, a lot of information. And all of this is really to help us further appreciate and add on to what we have been talking about in Bible boot camps. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to learn uh, from the officials to the church. Amen. Bless you, God. We as Christians have that which is better, uh, better in every day. And the key word in the book of Hebrews is better. It occurs 13 times. Some words in the book help us understand and trace trace the words eternal, perfect, wants, blood, mark them in red without better. And the expression we have, therefore, let us. Set down, and heavenly uh, are all mentioned. The author of the epistle is unknown. Many have speculated, but there is no certainty. Hebrews is attributed to Paul's, and although many questions question his apo- authorship, there is an abundance of evidence in his favor. The book has been called The Fifth Gospel. for The um, four described Christ's ministry on earth this one describes his ministry in heaven at God's right hand. The glories of our Savior are exhibited in this epistle. Our eyes are fixed upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Hebrews twelve two, And he has set before us and crowned us with glory and honor in the heavens, Hebrews 2, 9. The book was written first of all to Jewish believers, and the jew in uh, jesus' um connotation it was probably Jerusalem who were wavering in their faith at the particular time the book was written because of the taunts and the jeers of the first perse- prosecutors, the Jewish believers in Jesus were beginning to think that they had lost something at. Uh, lost everything, the altar, the priest, the sacrifices um by accepting Christ. The apostle proves that they had only lost the shadow to a giving the substance to to a giving the substance Jesus Christ. And they were undervaluing their privileges in Christ and were engaged in self pity and discouragement. They were in danger of giving up their faith. Uh, Hebrews five eleven through twelve. They had started well, Hebrews 6.10, but had not made progress, Hebrews 6.11. Christian life is like riding a bicycle. If you're not going to go on, you go off. The writer is trying to lead them from an elementary knowledge to a maturing grasp, um, and he exhorts them to be loyal to Christ and his knowledge to um, maturity, amen? So there's a lot that we can learn in in this. um, Amen, I had to readjust myself, I apologize. So uh, uh, he exhorts them to be loyal to Christ the author, he shows the superiority of Christ over all previous revelations, and the writer wanted to keep them from drink, um, drifting back to their traditional lights and ceremonies. They were urged to not let go of everything else in order to hold fast the faith um, and hope of the gospel. The book is also a very timely warning and a word of comfort to all, especially in this day when many have little instruction in the things of Christ and are inclined to be led astray by many fads, traditions, and cults. Hebrews show skills in dealing with discouraged Jewish believers in Jesus. And the writer tells us all that we have in Christ. How often will you take a trip for the first time Over a new road, drive straight along, anticipating where it all will lead and what difficulties uh, you may encounter are not perceived. It seems to be the thing to do. Coming back over the same road, you look around and notice things. Do this in the studies of Hebrews. Read through it and do not um, be over-anxious about the things you cannot understand. Then you can go back over the road in your reading and take notice of the many things along the way. Um, You can spend months in Hebrews. It presents so many wonderful truths. At first you're reading, you will be impressed by the fact above all others that Jesus Christ is prominent in every page. This is not only true in all of the other books of the New Testament. In in Acts, the apostles, the disciples, the Jews, and the pagans are predominant. In Romans, a great doctrine um, attracts our attention. In the other letters, the church uh, problems are considered, but here it it is our Lord Jesus himself. He is greater than the prophets, according to Hebrews 11 or Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. He's greater than angels, according to Hebrews 1, 4 through chapter 2, verses 18. He is greater than Moses, according to Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 through 19. He is greater than Joshua, according to Hebrews 4, verses 1 through 16. He is greater than Aaron. According to Hebrews 5 verses 1 through 10 and verse 18, and the reason why the writer uses the comparison stated above, that each of, uh, of of is so that each of these held a place of great importance in the Jewish culture, and they were the framework of their worship, and it must be proved that something or someone better had to come to take their place if the followers were to transfer allegiance to Christ. The book was written to strengthen faith of raven Christians. Paul's great argument is superiority is found in Christ and is over all others. Do we know that the real difference between having Christ as a Savior and as a priest well, the book of Hebrews answers the question. The book of Hebrews proves that we can never understand the Old Testament without the New, or the New without the Old. Hebrews reveals the superiority of Christ. Now, nowhere is the Lord's deity and humanity so emphasized in the book of, uh, in any other book than Hebrews, chapter one and two. Our great high priest, Christ, is, under, uh, is to be understood and, as all we need because he is a perfect man. He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He is able to meet all of our needs because he is perf- He is a perfect God. He is able. The opening sentence of the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1 through 4, is one of the greatest um, and grandest openings in the Bible. It ranks him with the opening words of Genesis and Job. We find Jesus there, his deity, his glory, his creator, heir of all things, superior to all things, and, um, and savior. So right now, all you find out about Christ in Hebrews chapter 1 and 2, and if you knew nothing more about him, then you found in these two chapters you will know much more after you read them. Two great truths are taken for granted, the existence of God, and that he reveals himself to us. He revealed himself before, before, in time past by the prophet, and in these days by his son. The Bible records a series of stories and stories of how God speaks to people and reveals his will and his plans to them. He marvels to hear his only begotten son speak. And remember, this is the letter that is written to correct erroneous ideas that Jewish believers in Jesus had lost. Some things, because they had taken up Christianity, the letter is written to remove the misconception christianity is giving is not giving up but receiving and receiving the greatest gifts of life. the fact in fact life itself for Christ is life, the superiority of the person of Christ is discovered in these chapters. The Lord Jesus is greater than any human leader, prophets, and Hebrews 1 through 3. He is the Son of God. He is the heir of all things. He created the world. He himself is the God. He upholds all things. He cleansed us from sin. He is set down at the right hand of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is greater than the angels. He is more excellent. He has a more excellent name of, of the Son. Angels worship him. He is eternal God. His throne is forever. He is the ruler of the coming age. The Lord Jesus is greater than Moses. Moses was a faithful servant of God. Christ is son over his own house. The Lord Jesus Christ is greater than Joshua. Joshua was a great leader. He led Hebrews Hebrews into the promised land, but he did not lead the people into rest. What he failed to do, the son accomplished. Jesus is greater, for he alone gives real rest. It is well to, to notice that angels and human spirits of those who die are not the same. Human life is different, is a different order of creation than angels, and we do not become angels when we die. Angels are separate creations of God, and they are now and will be in heaven our servants, according to Hebrews 1, verse 14. Angels worship Christ just as we do, and we and when God grant, and when God wanted to save us from our sin, He did not send an angel, but His Son. God came not in the form of an angel, but came in the form of a man, and He became a man to redeem man. He suffered as a man and died as a man, that He might be our Redeemer. Hebrews two ten. Jesus tasted the bitterness of death for us, in order that we might. Render the devil powerless, who has the power of death. He came up from the grave with the keys of hell and death. No longer can the devil lock any of us in death. Consider Jesus. This is our weakness. We look at ourselves and our weaknesses. Consider him, Hebrews 3, one. This is the uh, astronomer's word, set your telescope to the heavens and gaze upon him. Many Jewish believers in the in Jesus' day were confused about Christ's ministry on earth. They thought he came to enforce the laws that Moses, Moses had given. Moses was a lawmaker, and Christ must enforce them. Uh, this was their interpretation, but Christ is his own lawgiver. The old messianic system was imperfect and weak. It's It had observed its purpose, and now Christ has a better way. Christ over Moses. Moses was only a servant. Christ is a son, the master in his own house. He is the heir. Hebrews three six. Canaan, the land that flowed with milk and honey, was was the promised land in which Joshua led the children of Israel. But this was only a picture of the rest of faith in God Himself that every Christian should enjoy. Saint Augustine said that no soul found rest until it was found in its rest in God. Joshua could not lead the children of Israel into this perfect rest and trust in God. But Jesus did cease from self-effort and yielded himself um, as Christ. Now, trust Jesus as your Joshua and enter into this land of promise and cease from struggling in the um struggling and place all in his hand, and you can read psalms thirty seven verse five to affirm that two great warnings revealed in the Gospel of Hebrews one and one, give heed not to neglect so great a salvation as it's offered to us not by angels but by the Lord himself. Take heed. To what the Son see. Hebrews chapter two, verses one through four. And then secondly, take heed not to depart from the living God. Hebrews three twelve. And Hebrews four twelve shows the power of God's word. Let the word search and try you. Let let God's word have its proper place in your life. It searches out every motive and desire and purpose of your life, and it helps you in evaluating them. Christ is the living word of God. He is alive, quick, and powerful, and all wise and all knowing. Superiority of the priesthood of Christ. Hebrews four fourteen through ten verses eighteen. Here begins the main theme. Now the main point of what we have to say is this. We have such a high priest, Hebrews eight one. Amplify. Christ has been compared with all others, the prophets, angels, Moses, and Joshua. But the most important comparison is with Aaron the high priest the writer shows that the priesthood of Christ is greater than the priesthood of Levitical law. The central point of the book is Christ's eternal priesthood and his sacrifice that availed for the sins of the world. The epistle dwells upon the supreme importance of the power of the blood of Christ in obtaining redemption for us. He purged us from our sins and opened up the way into the heavenly sanctuary, and to the very throne of God. Christ himself a priest, listen to the word, seeing then that we have such a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. Yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in the time of need, Hebrews four fourteen through 16. Jesus Christ not only had the qualities of a priest like Aaron, the earthly high priest, but he also had a high priest forever after the order of the eternal Melchizedek priesthood because the priesthood, is continuous, and will never end. The Arianic priests could not make people perfect because they themselves were simple. But Christ is eternal and sinless. Christ's priesthood is like Melchizedek, referring to Genesis chapter 14. Melchizedek was a royal priesthood. Both were kings and kings of peace and righteousness, were universal, was universal, not alone for the Jews, had no human ancestry without father or mother. He had no successor. When Melchizedek passed away, no one stepped into his place. So Christ is a priest forever. And let us find an important fact here. Christian ministers are nowhere called priests in the New Testament except as all Christians are called priests in First Peter chapter two, verse nine. We have learned from Paul's letters that Christian ministers are called teachers and pastors. The the glories of our Saviors are exhibited in this epistle. Three great betters are connected to with our high priest. A better priesthood. A better covenant, rather, in Hebrews eight, thirteen, a better covenant because it's based on better promises. And these promises are written on the heart and not the tablets of stone, Hebrews uh eight, chapter ten, verses thirteen. And then a better tabernacle, Hebrews nine, one through twelve. Christ officiates in the heavens. The tabernacle was of this world. The high priest entered into the holies of holies once a year. But Christ has entered into the heavenly sanctuary once for all. And then of a better sacrifice, uh, Hebrews 10, verses 18. He himself is the sacrifice. He offered himself as the lamb without blemish to cleanse up. The the sacrifices of the Old Testament were, were calves and goats. They could not take away sin. They were but a shadow. Sacrifice that needed to be offered only once. Christ is called our high priest. What does that mean? We are taught very plainly that the word uh in the word that sin has cut people off from God. No sinner can approach God. The way the way has been closed In the Old Testament, a representative, a high priest whom God appointed to come into God's presence only once a year after sacrifice for the sins of the people had been made. He must offer the blood of calves and of goats, not only for the sins of the people, but also for his own sins, for he too was a sinner. He then would go into the holy place and then beyond the veil into the holies of holies where the Ark of the Covenant rested. Here was the mercy seat, and here God's people, God met people through through the mediator, the high priest. How can we approach God today? Christ has made um, that possible. He is our high priest, our representative before the Father. He entered into the heavenly sanctuary, God's presence, bearing the blood of his own sacrifice to cleanse us from all our sins and to give us an eternal salvation. His blood had to be shed for without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Hebrews 9, verses 22. But this man, after he offered one sacrifice for the sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God in Hebrews ten twelve. It is finished, he said, on the cross. All work of redemption had been completed. Hence we can see him sinning. We find this picture of Christ often in Hebrews. Our high priest is at the right hand of the Father at at this minute, making intercession for you and for me, Hebrews seven twenty five hebrews eight one hebrews ten twelve and he is gone to appear in the presence of god for us hebrews nine twenty four and this is why we can have boldness to enter into the holiness holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way hebrews ten verses nineteen through twenty avail yourself this glorious privilege <laughs> in Hebrews nine our Lord Three great appearings stand out. Pass on the cross. Once in the end of the world, once in the end of the world, hath appeared to put away the sin by the sacrifice of himself, Hebrews 9.26. And then present at the right hand of the throne of God, now to appear in the presence of God, Hebrews 9.24. And then also in the future. And the clouds of glory unto them that look for him shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Hebrews nine twenty eight. Christ is the better sacrifice, offered himself as the sacrifice, a lamb without blemish, a s or spot. The priest offered the lives of the cows and goats, but these sacrifices could not take away sin. The, the better sacrifice had only to be offered once and for all, Hebrews 10, 10 through 18. But because Christ has made this new and living way into the presence of God, the Father, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. The sin question is settled forever. And let us not only approach the throne of grace, but let us also not neglect the assembling of ourselves together, in Hebrews 10, 25. Therefore, um, there is no nothing like Christian fellowship to make us grow. D.L. Moody, uh, Moody visited a woman who had grown cold in her Christian life. She said she had not been able to come to church, but otherwise she could not understand what had happened to make her feel as she did about spiritual things. Without saying a word, Moody arose and lifted out of a live coal from the great place, the great and placed it on the hearth. In a few moments, the glow was gone. And the coal was black. I see it. She says, "You cannot continue to glow in your Christian life alone. You need the warmth of fellowship with other Christians." That command. That um, and This is a command to us. And the superiority of the life in Christ. from now on, tells us the kind of life we should live because Christ is worth his high priest for us. And we need to know that he is at the right hand of God and he ever liveth to make intercession for us. After uh, After one has accepted Christ, there are levels of Christian living. Some Christians live in the basement of Christian experience, merely inside the building. But where where it is dark, de- um, dis- 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 dismal, and gloomy, others live on the ground floor. They leave the first foundations of God and go on. Some sunlight enters, but their outlook upon the circumstances about them don't. They are very close to the world. Till others live up higher. Sunlight and warmth flood the room. The noise and the attraction of the worldly street do not disturb them. Their air is pure. The outlook is toward the blue skies and distant the mountains. These live above the world, hid with Christ in God. God wishes us all to live continually, continuously in the high realm. Let us study a few men and women of God whose names are given in Hebrews 11 who are living a high look. The Holy Spirit tells us the secret of each each life which is faith, yet it is not so much his or her faith as it is a reliance upon faith for God, a working faith. The secret of Christian living is simply allowing Christ to meet our needs. I have no faith. Some say I have no faith. I can't believe. Yet Continually place their faith in fellow humans. You want to go to New York and some San Francisco or from San Francisco, you buy the ticket and get on to the airplane. In the course of your journey, a pilot will guide your plane without seeing him and knowing a thing about his ability. You trust your life to him. Faith is just trusting God,
1: believing
0: him, acting on what you believe, and there is nothing mysterious about faith. it is a simple act of the believer, and it will and and when we believe God. We decide. It is simple: turning on the light, the divine light of God. And this is uh, this is not difficult, or baffling, or mysteriously thing to do. But the result is light and power. When we decide to believe God absolutely, then supernatural life and power enters our lives. A miracle is wrought within us. One of the practical results of faith is that it makes you people strong. Hebrews 11.34. And to live in the hall of faith forever, we need to do two things. First, like anyone entering into a race, lay aside every incumbrance, Yield just everything to Christ. And secondly, we ought to really believe that Jesus is trustworthy. And when we do so, we're giving up the sin that so easily besets us. For uh, that is the sin of unbelief. We give up the sin, of, and we give up this sin by looking unto Jesus. And only one uh, of the human ti of, of the humanity in the world can please God, and that's those who live by faith. Hebrews eleven six. So faith is forsaking all and taking Him. Christ is the belief that brings salvation. Because the great company of witnesses on the bleachers are watching in the heavens, let us run the race of the life of Christ as set before. And as an athlete, when we're preparing for a race, let us lay aside every sinful habit and anything that would hinder us uh, from living. Hebrews 12, one 2 Let us have patience. Hebrews 12, Endure chastening. Hebrews 12:11. 11. Follow peace and purity of heart, Hebrews twelve fourteen. Always looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. A life well pleasing in His sight will be made possible by the Lord Himself. Now the God of peace, that brought again, again from the dead, in our Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest Shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, mm-hmm. make you perfect in every good work to His to His to do His will working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Christ Jesus our Lord, to whom be glory forever and ever, Hebrews 13, verses 20 through 21. Amen. So we learned a lot about Hebrews, and I pray that it blessed you to continue to study that word and to learn, um, you know, what we need to know about what we believe. Amen. We, um, I want you to remember in that passage that Jesus is reflected as the protector of eternity past, present, and future. But he also offers superiority, better sacrifices, and a better system for living. And God will enable you to live the Christian life through and by the Holy Spirit, which writes his commandments on his heart so we can be a people to him and he can be to us a God. We thank God for the work for Jesus. Let's pray. God is never a dull moment in your presence to learn more about our Lord and Savior and how we appreciate him being at your right hand, assisting you and assisting us. Making cases of defense through your grace and your mercy allotted to us to live by faith and not by sight. Help us more. Help us be better servants. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Well, we got a new series next week. I'll be on, but tomorrow, uh, Reverend Selena will be on for Sunday morning in the Word at 10 o'clock. Don't miss us. We're going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. So we want you to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God grace from the dead, you shall be saved. But with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Would you repeat after me, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Jesus from the dead. I thank God for the work that he did for me. And Father, I pray that they will be filled with the day of redemption and that they will receive the engrafted word and find themselves in a Bible believing teaching church that will teach them the ways of our God. And then while you're doing that, arrest them with your power and your might, confirming and exciting members that can only flood the, their hearts through and by the Holy Spirit that has been shared through your love. Father, we thank you that they will have evidence to walk out about this Christian life in confidence through faith. In Jesus. We praise you and we give you glory for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we be praise you. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Well, I trust that whatever you set your hands to you will do because greater is He that's within you than He that's within the world. This is LeBron Breeling. Thank you for listening to tonight. I know it's a lecture style, but I believe we learn so much about who Christ is that when we go to approach life, so we, we know and who we believe and we're fully swim that he are able to deliver us into the time that we exist and live dead. So God bless you, and thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. God bless you, and good night.